0: Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to season two, episode three of the Lost in the Shuffle tap dance podcast brought to you by itaponline.com. My name is Hilary Marie, I am your host, and I am here to support you in your tap dance journey by sharing with you my top tap dance tips and tricks so that you can be the best tap dancer or tap teacher that you can be. I have said it many times before, but I'm going to say it again, I have the coolest job in the whole entire world supporting tap dancers all across the world in their tap dance journeys, and that is what this podcast is all about about if you are a long time listener then welcome back and shout out to you my friend if you haven't done so already i'm going to ask you for a big favor here and i'm going to ask if you can leave a five star rating and a written review just a quick comment on how this podcast has supported you in your tap dance journey this will help the podcast reach many more passionate tap dancers just like you If you are a new listener, then welcome. Be sure to subscribe so that you can get notified every time a new episode goes live. Last week's episode was all about whether or not you really actually need to keep your heels off the floor and dance on the balls of your feet. In this week's episode, we are diving deep into part three of my ongoing Tap Floors series, which is all about how to refinish your tap floors. You can scroll on back to Season 1, Episode 7 for Part 1, where I discuss in-studio flooring options that are great for dance studios or students who are looking to build an at-home studio in a spare bedroom, basement, or garage. You can also scroll on back to Episode 13 for Part 2, where I discuss all of the portable tap floors that I've ever owned and which one is my favorite. But here we are right now, part three, which is all about how to refinish your tap floor. Why am I talking about this now? Because I just recently had to refinish my own tap floor, my beautiful sprung maple tongue and groove wood floor at my studio, Grooves Unlimited Dance Studio in Livingston, New Jersey, which was installed back in July of 2017. The pre-finish on it was strong, and while I should have finished it in the summer of 2020, well, the world went to shit and I wasn't about to spend all of those dollars on that refinish while COVID craziness was happening. But here we are now, and summer 2021 was an excellent time for me to sand and refinish this floor, and I did a lot of research on this one. This floor is like my baby. It cost well over $10,000 to install, and I personally carried in thousands of pounds of wood by hand. I kid you not, thousands of pounds of wood. This floor is a beautiful instrument that me, my team, and our groovers that's what we call our students, have grown to absolutely love, and I was not about to mess this one up. So if you are anything like me, and you want to get it right the first time, or you just love all things tap dance and enjoy hearing more about the the behind-the-scenes process of maintaining a gorgeous sprung wood tap dance floor, then I am here to share with you step-by-step what the process was for refinishing this floor. After all of this research and after speaking to many contractors and refinishing this floor and a few surprise hiccups along the way, which I will tell you about, I am super pleased with how the floor came out. We've been dancing on it for a few months now and it feels super good. Not too fast, not too slow. It is definitely the Goldilocks of tap dance floors. So here we go. Here is the tale of how I refinished my tap floor, shared with you in hopes that when the time comes for you to refinish your tap floor, you can do so with confidence. I hired a contractor to do this work for me, but I involved myself in the process so that I could better understand how the floor was being finished. With all the info I'm about to share with you, you could potentially finish the floor yourself But, sanding a floor is no easy job, and I prefer to leave this type of work to the professionals. Because while the cost of hiring out is more expensive than the cost of doing the work yourself, the cost of messing it up and then having to hire somebody is even more expensive. Before they sanded the floor down, I had some damaged floor pieces that needed to be replaced. They weren't necessarily damaged, it's just that they were wearing down faster than the rest of the floor, and I didn't really understand why. These pieces were dark brown lines that dancers would stand on. They were stained brown, and they had a lot of circular grain in them, so we were thinking that the circular grain was causing them to wear down faster. And I had two options. I could replace the wood or I could leave it. If I left it, I feared that it would wear down faster, as it already had been, which would mean that we would have to sand the floor lower to match the rest of the floor, and then I'd lose one sanding off the overall lifespan of the floor. So I figured the cost of replacing these lines was worth it. And it turns out, when the contractor removed those pieces with a circular saw and replaced them with the extra blonde wood that I had kept from when we originally installed the floor, because you always order extra and you always keep it just in case. It turns out that these pieces were actually oak and not maple. And I've got a photo of these pieces that I'll put in the show notes of this episode so that you can see how it wore down differently. So this is a perfect example of the oak versus maple debate that tap dancers often have. And while oak and maple each have their own different quality of sound, Uh, Maple does last longer, so it is my go-to choice for an in-studio dance floor. After the damaged wood was replaced, it came time to sand the floor, and then to lay down the polyurethane. Now, there are two types of poly that were used. One is Bona Mega, and the other is Bona Traffic HD. And I'm going to talk more about those two polyurethanes in a moment, but here is the important order of operations. First, we sanded the floor, then put down the first coat of Bona Mega, Then we abraded and then we painted lines. Now painting the lines at this stage ensures that your lines don't get worn down and we were painting those lines so that dancers knew where to stand. Then it was a second coat of Bone Omega and then abrading again, then a third coat of Bona Mega, and then abrading again, and then the fourth coat is Bona Traffic HD plus a hardener, and then we allowed the floor to cure. Now, I don't know how they abraded the floor in between, I wasn't around for that, but the reason you abrade is so that the poly has something to adhere to. You're not just putting coats and coats of poly on top of clean poly, you have to abrade in between. Bona Traffic HD is more expensive than Bona Mega and Bona Traffic HD is what you really need on the top and final layer. You don't need to use the expensive stuff for those first three coats. So use Bona Mega on those first three and then use Bona Traffic HD plus the catalyzer on the last coat. All in all, it was about a three-day job, one day to repair, another day to sand, and another to poly. It's possible that they did one day to repair, another to sand and start the poly, and then another day to finish the poly. I wasn't there when they were doing that work. But from there, um, after the floor was coated, I dropped the AC down in the room while it was curing to about 68 degrees Fahrenheit, because this supposedly helps the poly cure. We were told to be off the floor for four days, but I always like to be safe, safer than sorry, so I kept everyone off the floor for one week. At this point, the floor was great. It felt good, it looked good, it sounded good. I was extremely pleased with the floor. But, and there's always a but, I did notice that one area of the floor was wearing differently than the rest of it. And it was almost in the shape of a roller. So I contacted the contractor and I said, hey, something's up. You know, I think your guy missed a spot with the poly. So we talked, and he told me there is no way that my guy missed a spot. Someone in the studio must have put something on the floor. It was maybe a bag or a towel or something like that. And I said to him, there's no way my team stepped on that floor. They knew to stay off of it. And I was really convinced that the shape of the pattern that I saw on the floor was formed by a roller, so I went back and I checked the security camera footage of that final polycoat, and sure enough, the guy missed a spot. Human error, not a big deal. So I sent the video footage to the contractor, and he was very kind and he apologized. He said he felt silly for pushing so hard on me that there was no way his guys missed a spot, and sure enough, they did. So he said he would come back and fix it. But get this, he said he couldn't just do one spot. He said that he would have to do the whole panel of the floor, which was about 30 feet by six feet. And he said that if he only did one spot, that it just wouldn't come out right. So I felt bad that he was going to have to come and redo this whole area, but the job needed to be done. So I said okay, and that I very much appreciated it, and I thanked him so he came back and he did that one part of the floor he didn't sand it he just buffed it and laid another coat of bona traffic hd on it and we stayed off of it for another week we still had class but i just coned off that area and everybody danced in the downstage area of the floor and when we started dancing on it it was super slippery I didn't really understand why, you know, he said he used all the same stuff and given the temperature and humidity were different, but this was drastically slippery. I gave it a week in hopes that maybe it would slow down, and surely it did not. And I had kids falling down left and right. They were clapping for each other as they hit the floor because that's how we do. But man, these kids were falling down, and this floor was like an ice rink. So I spoke to the contractor, and I also spoke to Eric at Fastfoot, who is the maker of Fastfoot portable tap floors. And I reached out to try and figure out how I could slow down the floor. And they suggested that I abrade it by doing a light abrasion with an Abralon pad, or maybe it's Abralon pad, A-B-R-A-L-O-N. Eric suggested that I use a 360, and if that didn't work, to drop to a 180. The contractor suggested that I use a 220, and if that didn't work, to drop to a 180. Now, an Abralon or Abralon pad, is actually meant for bowling balls, but it's used on wood flooring. And I couldn't get my hands on one of those pads at a local store. I could have ordered it online, but I really didn't want to wait another week while the kids were just eating it on the floor. So I got a regular piece of sandpaper. I got a 220 and a 180 and I started with the 220 which is more gentle than the 180. So I used the 220 sandpaper and a handheld block and I gently abraded the floor by hand. So again this was about 30 feet by six feet and all in all it took me about 30 minutes total on my hands and knees just abrading it with this one you know, one pad and this one piece of sandpaper, you know, it it was big enough to fit in the palm of my hand, quite small. And sure enough, the 220 did the job and the floor was easily danceable. I didn't strip the finish. So again, I wasn't going in on this. It was just a gentle abrasion. And I was really happy to see that there was a very easy solution for slowing down the floor. So since then, Everything has been good to go. We still don't know why it was slippery like that, but it happens. And the good news is, if it happens to you, there's an easy solution. So that is a step-by-step of how we refinished our floor at Grooves Unlimited Dance Studio. Upkeep on the floor moving forward will be to buff the floor at the end of the season and put another coat of poly on. And then in maybe another three to four years or so, I will sand and refinish the floor again, just as discussed here. You don't want to refinish a floor too often because there's a finite number of times that you can sand and refinish your floor before you've worn it all the way down and have to install a new one. Buffing and throwing on a poly coat at the end of each season will help to expand the lifespan of the floor. Yes, you do have to spend money on it each year, but by expanding the lifespan of the floor, you're protecting your original investment in the floor, which is far greater than the cost of you buffing it. Now, I know what you're wondering. You're wondering... How much did it cost? And I'm going to go ahead and just say that information is probably not going to be helpful for you, though, um, because the cost is going to be dependent, one, on your square footage, two, on the cost of materials at the time, three, the cost of labor, which is going to be dependent on your local cost of living. And with that said, the amount that I personally paid for this... I just don't think that's going to be useful for you. But if you happen to be in my area in New Jersey and you want that information, I am more than happy to share it. Just go ahead and send me a message and I'll get you some details. Next week, I will be talking tap dance technique and I will be sharing a technique tip that has given some of my students their biggest aha moments in their technical approach to the floor. Until then, I am wishing you all the best and looking forward to sharing shuffles with you super soon. In the iTap Online Member Center. Hey, hey! Real quick, if you want more free tap dance tips and tricks, go to iTapOnlineCommunity.com to join our free iTap Online Community Facebook group. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at iTapOnline and follow me on Instagram at Hillary Marie Tap. H-I-L-L-A-R-Y M-A-R-I-E T-A-P. Now, if you're ready to achieve your tap dance goals, whatever those may be, and you want access to my best tap dance content, then head over to itaponline.com trial for two free weeks of unlimited access to everything that the ITAP Online member center has to offer. That is two free weeks of live Zoom classes, Q&A chats, Zoom class replays, all of my courses, which include Tap Dance 101, Historical Choreo, Improve Your Improv, Fast Feet and Phrasing, Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers, and more, and direct access to me for mentorship, guidance, and feedback. Be sure to go to itaponline.com trial for two free weeks of unlimited access to the iTap Online Member Center, and you'll have instant access to my best tap dance tips and tricks.